0: Right, everybody. Welcome to day thirty-eight of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. I'm Bill Bush of DriveRangeHeroes.com, and with me, as always, is my genuine friend Chris McEwen. ChrisMcEwen.com at Chris McEwen on the social medias. Chris, did you like that clap to open the show? Like we're a professional production.
1: <laughs> I didn't know if are we gonna. We're keeping the clap in. I guess we have to keep the clap in now, since yeah. you referenced it. So okay. Then, yes, I did
0: enjoy the clap. That's, uh, that's well, a little I should say like, you clapping. That's behind the scenes kind of stuff. I just, you know, I, I feel like every now and then the, the, the listeners want to know this stuff. They want to know how the magic happens. All four of them. <laughs>
1: right. The clap is usually reserved for uh, the Sunday night recordings because it's how I align the audio with the video for our Range Life show, if everyone right. must
0: know. But, you know, because I'm
1: annoying that way.
0: Well, no, your reason makes sense. I just like to think I'm really doing stuff to help and be productive no matter how many times you tell me it doesn't matter. <laughs> so I just thought, you know, let's open the show that way. Let's give the people what they want. They want to know how these things work. We're 38 shows into this. They they want to know. You know what I mean?
1: I know. I think, you know, I'm thinking maybe for show 40. To celebrate since we didn't really celebrate 30 for show 40. I think maybe we uh we change things up a little bit.
0: 40 is the new 30. Oh, yeah, right. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna change up? Because I was thinking about this today, I'm like, man, 40 is a few days away, and we should just open it with like an, the just capturing the off air of me ranting and raving about the show <laughs> and all the things and just bleep out a bunch of stuff. Oh, but man, if it we would have like kept might-
1: all of the pre-show recordings, that would have been one hell of a retrospect episode.
0: Now I'm kind of mad at us. I mean, in a lot of ways, <laughs> it's for the best because, one, we'd probably be unemployed. We'd have yeah. <laughs> a lot less friends. We probably uh, would gain a lot less momentum in the golf world. Than, I mean, I know we're huge golf guys, but yeah. it would not be good. That'd be good. Well, but I don't
1: if, think we'd lose any friends over it. We weren't oh, we bagged on oh, oh, our friends.
0: Oh, oh, oh. oh, our friends in the golf world, not so much. But you know, well, no. And yeah, I, all jokes is- aside, when I say that, I mean like, oh, this is how you guys think and feel. Okay, right. Well, it's official. We're calling it off. <laughs> but then we can run in. Of course, well, I do not want to be your friend anyway.
1: I don't but have yeah. the I don't have the golf relationships that that you do. There, big golf guys. So I don't really have. Much to so lose. Full.
0: Here we go. Here we go. So full. <laughs> anyway, what's did your I idea? I
1: that Adam Rayberg is going to be on the show next week <laughs> from Bridgestone
0: yeah. Golf. You did. You did mention. <laughs> hey, what? Um, what's your idea for forty? Then.
1: I don't know. We've we've kicked it. We've kicked around nothing. Nothing dramatic.
0: Oh, the, the thing we've know. kicked around. The thing we've kicked around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe All it's right. time.
1: Maybe it's time we flip that switch. Do so you
0: remember? Um, do you remember, God, here we go again. It's not even near the microphone and I set my glass down Hear that through the mic. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like 17 feet away. That's a big room I'm in. Um, do you remember way back when with our silly once a week YouTube show that range life, a show sometimes about golf where we were like, Hey, when we get to episode 10, We'll be like, all right, hey, next show, right. we're also going to release this as a podcast. But that core that correlated right with the start of quarantine. And we started this gem of an idea of ours. Right. And so I feel like that's the same thing. We're going, oh, 40, a milestone. We're going to change things up. And all right. And it's somehow that's going to come back to haunt us. Probably. Even though it's only two days away. So we have a shot.
1: It's true. We need. We probably should get to work on, on that now that I've made some sort of public promise
0: you've not made a promise you've made a public a public idea is what you've done okay <laughs> speaking of quarantine i just want to we've been talking for quite a while about um well actually let's come back to that because i feel like this will lead in two conversations can we cover one of the big topics going around right now, and I saw sort of how like 2020 has been the worst year, and it was like, remember in January when we were gonna, we were on the verge of World War III because of the assassination of the Iranian general, and then yeah,
1: oh my god, god that just I like forgot about that,
0: right? Exactly the point of the thing I just read. I go, that wasn't that long ago. Completely has right. just disappeared from the thoughts of anybody. It was probably. Someone's got us right where they want us. I don't like that. But <laughs> then February, do you remember this little tidbit? Oh, Australia was burning to the ground, yeah, as a whole. Yeah, yeah, For that month, was only like they're on fire. That's two months ago. Yeah, not even a thing. God, it's two months ago. And then uh, March was a global pandemic, aka coronavirus. Everyone's like full. I mean, while well, it's been here soon or been around sooner, right? Full fledged app. I can't remember what the April one was, but there was an April one. In May, we have the murder hornet.
1: (laughs) Murder hornets. I'm allergic to bees. Do you know what this thing's gonna
0: do to me? Oh, it will kill you. I'm going to get stung by one. That's it. They're not even here yet. And while they're in America, but they're not to Chicago. I'm going to get stung by one. I will tell you right now.
1: We've seen how quickly a, a virus can track across the country. Don't think that a murder hornet can't do the exact oh, same gonna thing. Oh, I'm going to tell
0: you right now, the murder hornet is much more powerful than coronavirus and you can quote me on that. <laughs> it's science.
1: Did you read did you read about the murder hornet what it yeah. does to oh. other bees? I went
0: on it's- a, I went down a rabbit hole of the murder hornet and there's you know what? I got good news for everybody. There's one they found worse than the murder hornet. And it's called the Executioner Hornet. Look it up. Look it up. (laughs) I went down a rabbit hole last night and I don't know how I got onto it, but it was this guy who goes around. Oh, I think it might have been a Barstool Sports blog that pointed me to it. It There's a guy that goes around and gets stung by various insects and ranks, like tests the ranking scale on all of them. And he's. He went to Japan and got stung, or I think it was Japan, got stung by a, a murder hornet, and I'm going to shock you. It was horrible, terrible. Was that the guy
1: that described it as a red hot thumbtack going into your skin?
0: No, because that's I what remember. I read. The, His name's I like Coyote Peterson. Of- Coyote Peterson, I think. Okay, I don't know if that last yeah. name's right. Coyote a is a red the first hot
1: name. thumbtack going into your skin. How's that
0: feel? I'm going to tell you this video I watched uh significantly worse than a red hot thumbtack.
1: <laughs>
0: just telling you. So anyway, um I think I went I'm so I was allergic to bees as a kid. You know, he had the whole Epi Pen and everything. And to this day, if I get stung, oh man, I I, mean, I don't carry an EpiPen. No I'm not a, I'm not a nerd. Just, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's terrible. It's a joke. Okay. I'm making fun of myself anyway. If I get stung now, it will still swell up like crazy. I probably went, I mean, I went maybe decades without getting stung by anything. And then twice in one golf season, I got stung on the hand mid round. I'm talking like, you know, on fingers mid round by something bee, hornet wasp related. One time was grabbing a drink at an outing from the cup holder while I was driving the cart. And the other time I was, uh, I was, I was playing my balls off at Harborside. I mean, I was going to post a score the way things were going. And as I'm talking to the guy I'm playing with grabbing a club out of my bag behind the cart, B lands on my finger and stings it. My left index finger made it through three Mm -hmm. holes. Like it hurt. But it's still playable, and then it, you know, eventually it swells up like uh, Muhammad Ali's boxing glove, and I'm like, well, my hand's gone for the rest of the day. So wow. when these murder hornets get here, like I'm gonna be out on the chorus playing one of my handful of rounds of the year because like, two kids and all that. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get stung. I'm gonna get stung by the murder hornet, and knowing my luck, like it, they're like, yeah, one sting you won't die. It's just gonna hurt real bad, but you, you'll they. 50 deaths a year in Japan from these things. Cause you get stung multiple times and go to anaphylactic shock. Right. So right. <laughs> Chris, if I'm, if you're golfing with me, when this happens, you better do something about it. I will I throw care. myself
1: in front of the murder hornet for you, Bill.
0: Well, that's good. Cause we, you can do that and social distance. Right. But <laughs>
1: I'll probably have to tackle a thing. Probably, you know, the size of one of my hands or something. My
0: God. It might be as big as you, but if it does sting me, I expect you to suck the venom out. That's what you well, do. <laughs> I'll do it. Um do it. here's what I saw before before I, I went down, I came down to the basement stew. Um I watched a video from National Geographic that they put together a while ago. There is a honeybee in Japan that has evolved to kill the murder hornet. Nowhere else has this. Japan has this honeybee. Here's what they do. Follow me here. This Japanese honeybee can can manage up to and survive a body temperature of 118 degrees. They don't run that hot, but that's how hot they can go before they have a problem. So, their defenses, they attract the said murder hornet And they want it, they the murder hornet apparently sends a scout and they put a pheromone into it so the other hornets can then come back and find this nest and massacre all the bees. So what they do, they want the hornet to come into their nest. And when it does and starts doing its thing and attacks the first bee, they all swarm it in the nest. I saw a video of this. I saw a video of this. And they vibrate the thorax. At such a rate, they increase their body temperatures to 117 degrees while they're surrounding and encasing said Hornet. Yeah. That's one degree below their fatal body temperature. Yeah. Here's the kick. All right. Here's the kick. The murder Hornet can only sustain 115 degree body temperature. So by going up to 117, they're wow. slowly roasting the Hornet to death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they do. They kill it. It kills it. They yeah, roast it. I saw that. that. I saw that. Yeah, that
1: thing. It. So did you? Have you seen video of a murder hornet in action? When he like, I saw it. Sting coyote. I mean, he doesn't They it oh, disembowels
0: they like, other bees. They bite the heads off of them and just leave them in their yeah. wake.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
0: Talk man. to Washington and Oregon right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh. That's what happened, right? They happened upon their hive and like, why do our, all my yeah, why all the, are all my all bees, bees dead headless. here, missing heads? Yeah, yeah, and then they found one. So yeah, two thousand twenty, continuing the <laughs> dumpster fire. But hey, at least we got two some June. fifteen minutes apart, and that's not good enough. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Oh man, let me tell you what else I've been doing in quarantine. Okay. Okay. If you've been listening to our show, you know I've been working on. A big project, and every every time it comes up, Chris goes, "Hey, can we talk about this yet?" I'm like, "Nope, yeah." But little do all of you know, there's been an even bigger project, and I've mentioned it on the show before, but you didn't realize it was a big project. Well, that bigger project I completed today, I have officially, for the first time, in. Hold my. I mean twenty-five years. About that. Yeah. Twenty that nah, twenty-three, twenty-four years. I officially beat Super Mario sixty four and Nintendo sixty four today. <laughs>
1: that that is quite the accomplishment. i that's off too. I appreciate it I wonder it. if I can can I pipe in like maybe I can pipe in some applause. I was
0: just podcast. hoping I'd hear you get off back off the mic and do like one of these, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I'm not asking <laughs> too much.
1: I'm not I'm not nearly spontaneous enough for that sort of activity.
0: Do you wanna know it's you know, like your superlatives or whatever in high school, your senior most awards, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I still to this day have no idea how. I don't know as a thing. I didn't vote. No clue. I was voted most spontaneous. And I'm like, I'm not even like a cool kid. Were you I'm really? Not, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even in the mix. Who's voting for me for this? Well, <laughs>
1: I think you're very spontaneous. I mean, it's
0: led to me being a, uh, one of the leaders in golf podcast entertainment. Let's be honest. (laughs) Anyway, I beat Mario 64 today. And the best part, (laughs) the best part about it is so my kids seven and three know that I've been playing Nintendo 64. They play a little bit, little Diddy Kong racing wave race. Right. And, uh, The only star, I had one star left and I just had the final Bowser. I mean, I said, you could do it all early, but I said, I'll save it for the very end and just do this thing the way you're supposed to do it. So because we're in quarantine and my kids don't have school, they were both home. And I said, hey, do you guys want to come down? I have, I'm about to do the final star and beat Bowser (laughs) for the last time. So I have my seven and three-year-old sitting in this, like, it's hard, great radio here until, like, it's literally just in a passing corner of my basement. It's not meant to be set up to play video games from or whatever, but I have my daughter sitting on a stepladder, my son sitting on a stool, and me, like, with my office chair wheeled to the door playing this final, you know, the final star, the final (laughs) boss. That's quite
1: the family moment, though.
0: It was, and I was so happy. I was like, you know, when I did this when I was nine years old or whatever it was, there's just me and my buddy, no one to appreciate it. Now, look at this. It's a generational (laughs) thing, and I'm making them proud, but yeah, I I beat Mario 64 today. And uh, how many hours do you think, roughly? That's a great question, because didn't feel like that many until i started getting into the later levels like rainbow ride getting the 100 coin star at rainbow ride whew, that i mean i you could i mean not playing straight but i i bet you i put a good 24 hours um really not playing time but i no, started no. working on that like on and off starting yesterday morning before work <laughs>
1: before work a <laughs> little bit in the lunch break li- little mid- <laughs> little
0: midday like let me see how this is going and then after oh, work like awesome. oh my wife i think is uh still working at dinner Like, let me pop let me pop down there real quick and see if i can yeah and then uh i think after <laughs> after we recorded the show last night went and watched outer banks which by the way still heating up oh man i can't <laughs> wait uh and before i went to bed, I'm like you know what let me get a, let me get a little Mario time in and nothing. And then finally today I, I got past it. But that took me a while. So were you get...
1: leaving it on? Were you like pausing it and leaving it on and then and then resuming or what did you <sighs> so have to
0: like normally I wouldn't do that, but it was getting to the point where it was taking so, like I was dying so much and then having to like <laughs> go back to the main levels of the castle to get extra lives and I just went, you know what? at this point i got to leave the game on and keep all my accumulated <laughs> extra lives so when i finally beat it i think i had like 45 extra lives
1: oh my god
0: yeah it was a boot on cuz what happens in rainbow ride you have to get the the blue coins that are worth 5 each you have to get them every single one of them or it's just good luck completing this i'm not saying it's impossible but i don't know how you do it and you yeah. have to do this like back and forth wall kick thing a thousand times. And so every time you're like, oh, I missed it. I didn't get them all. You just have to exit and start over so you don't die. You keep your life like, well, while I'm out in the lobby. I might as well grab the extra life in um, Jolly Roger Bay here because I'm right there. So then you do it. You go back up. You do oh, it again. Oh, yeah. Got it. <sighs> well, but yeah. Finally, I miss today. video
1: games. I haven't played a video game in so long. I
0: well, and that's what's killing me, too. I'm so proud of the achievement, and I'm sitting there going, well, I mean, relatively speaking. And I'm going, it's not like I beat, uh, I don't know, whatever the cool games the kids are playing these days are. But I beat Super Mario 64, yeah. which is probably for, like, ages, what, eight and up? Maybe a little more complex, maybe 10 and up. Yeah, probably. But either way, I'll take it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let everybody knock me down. I'm proud of myself, and I'm. I'm- See, but
1: the cool games nowadays, like you don't really beat the game. Like the most popular games are like never-ending games. You know, there's no more. Well, there's 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 not as many like uh, campaign-style games like right. there used to be because I love a good campaign. But good we're campaign. also like the, we're also the you know the the generation of Mario and
0: Zelda. And, you know, stuff like that, where you had an ending. So we grew up with Mortal Kombat, right? And Mortal Kombat was awesome. It was, well, it's not a camp. I wouldn't, you wouldn't call it a campaign game. You still have to start from the bottom and work your way through it and win. I can't remember the name of it. I'd have to find the box that's buried in and dig it out. But Mortal Kombat, I want to say it was on PlayStation 2, came out with like a role-playing version where you had to go through maps and stuff. And it was really? like, I could have cried when I beat that game. I was <laughs> because it was like a combination of the modern and the days we grew up with. And it was just the best. Huh. You know, was I didn't like play a first, lot of that like the first Mortal Kombat, really. Mike Tyson's punch out. Same principle. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, we played that forever. What a game. We played that the night of
1: my of Scotty's wedding. Scotty, his wedding was at my parents' house in their backyard and uh, well, he actually technically got married in Vegas, but they had a thing um, in the backyard. And after everyone left and gone to bed, it was just myself, Scotty and our brother, Mark. And we set up Mike Tyson's Punch-Out outdoors on the big screen because they played a video earlier and we what, just played Punch-Out. What year was that? That's fantastic. That? Oh, wow. Um, that's a great question. I mean, probably 2000s. Yeah, two thousand five or something mm, Scotty okay. will text me tomorrow but I'll say I'll text before more, I'll I was single I think because I was there by myself
0: yeah I had to have been around there at 2000. Scotty's probably so upset he couldn't walk like he couldn't walk down the aisle to imagine dragons because it didn't exist yet <laughs> that's true he probably would have otherwise God Scotty you piece of work you <laughs> Yeah, you heard him. Maybe, arguably, yeah. our biggest fan. I'm not letting him. I'm not letting him off the hook on Imagine Dragons. I'm not going to do it. You can send me, <laughs> send me pictures. You kind of
1: bagged on. You took. You took on both of our biggest fans. You bagged on Scotty's favorite band, and then you bagged on Sublime, which I know
0: J riv really enjoys. Yeah, no, I'm standing by both of these. Hey, cool! Someone <laughs> send me another picture of Imagine Dragons' giant drums on their stage. Whoa, awesome! Rock and roll. <laughs> but it, I agree with your statement. They're really like, by all accounts, in person, pretty like pretty cool guys. Like if you ran into them at the bar, yeah. though, they probably don't drink. Like you'd be, like, wow, you're really nice people. I, I, they were on part of my Tech Podcast once, and they're like. Because they make fun of them relentlessly. Like, we feel really bad about making fun of you yeah. guys now. And normally we never right. do when we have these situations. You guys are great people. And they're like, yeah, no, we get it. That's fine. Keep making fun of us. We're good with it. I'm like, right. no, no. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Like they're 64. my 21
1: pilots. They're like my 21 pilots. Because I love 21
0: pilots. And everyone's like, oh, it's garbage. But oh, they suck. And I'm like,
1: whatever. I like them. I've I never texted
0: you as I've been in the garage doing golf stuff and they've come on them because this would probably make you not talk to me. Like really, really? Jeez, you take things no, too serious. Your your opinion on things does not affect our friendship. You unless say, it,
1: unless it, unless that. it goes into like racism or anti semitism or something mm-hmm. like that, then yeah. yeah. But like counts. your musical tastes, like I don't care what you like or don't like. From a personal perspective, it doesn't affect like, my taste.
0: It sounds like by all accounts, then we're safe because I'm not the things that could push you, push you away. But that's fine. Yeah. I don't want to push you away, Chris. <laughs> uh,
1: 21 Pilots are good. And I don't care what anyone says. And I will argue that until my face is blue.
0: Did you know 21 Pilots and Post Malone um, did a cover of Don't Look Back in Anger? I didn't. Yeah, sure. I'm sure you hated it. Um, I enjoyed the spirit of it. The quality wasn't that great because they kind of were like, "Yeah, we're pros at stage. and We don't know this song really." But yeah, I enjoyed the spirit of it because I, I want to say it was around. Uh, might have been around the Manchester bombing when that became oh, like yeah. the rallying cry and all that. But right, hey, post was there, so it was fine. Um, hey. Speaking of quarantine projects, I do have good news. The second project that's been completed for some time, but the post. Wow, I didn't put this. I did not put this uh, universal parallel together. The day the post for my quarantine project, the Scotty Cameron restoration and modification. That post went live. The final post the same day I beat Mario. (laughs) I mean, that's planets aligning shit. That's
1: so when do we get to talk about the putter? You can talk
0: about the putter because we've
1: talked about the game.
0: Post went we up today. The post is live. We can talk about the putter now. There's no secrets right. anymore. As you're listening Great. to this, the post went live yesterday.
1: Great. So what do you want to so, know? What do you want to know? What why did you take the face off and what did you put on it? Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was the main piece of the restoration, right? Or whatever you did. So I was just kind of curious, like, okay. Why did you, well, I guess I know why, because you wanted to and you had time, but what was the, what changed? What, what, what all changed right. in the putter?
0: So let's, let's catch, catch up the audience here. We started talking about this a while ago and about, I, man, you could tell me 10 years ago and I'd believe it. I decided <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Like, I think it was around 2010, 2009. I went, all right all this putter refinishing talk and Santa Scotty restoration shop. I'm going to try to do this myself at the time. I didn't realize that was like a big thing that a lot of people did. So I went, I'm going to go try to find a cool used putter to do something on that. When I'm done with it, it isn't just like, okay, I can do it. But it was something that I would be, that would be cool to have. Maybe I'd use it and a little bragging rights. Sure. Now, as I would learn later in life, this finding a good deal that made it worth that effort for something like that is kind of difficult. But it was I mean, I'm not kidding you. I probably came up with that idea during the week. That weekend I said I said to my dad, Hey, uh, I'm just your wife was working. I'm like, I'm just gonna run by Golf Galaxy and take a look what they have going there. Do you wanna go with me? Yeah, yeah, sure. And there was a Scotty Cameron store. Studio style Newport, Stu style Newport, I think is J (laughs) pointed out. I think it was J either way. Um and it it was in decent shape, and they wanted 125 bucks for it. I said, All right, this is it. So brought it home, did a bunch of sanding on it, got it to a nice high buff polish, painted it red, basically red, black, and white, and learned a lot how to do all this kind of stuff, and it came out nice. Sent it to the custom shop before I did all that because if it if I did all that work on it, they wouldn't do anything. Got a cool Scotty Cameron custom shop grip and head cover and shaft band. Really tricking this thing out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So fast forward 10 years. I repainted a few times ago. You know, I didn't pick the right colors for it. Oh, uh, I should have done this. No, I want to do this color. And I had a Tiffany blue, black, white paint scheme. And, this high polish now was getting a little, little like uh, I'm trying to think of what the word I used was, but almost like foggy wasn't high buff anymore. And it wasn't a case of like, Oh, it's just smeared. It's like, no, it's had enough friction that the polishes has dampened a little. So okay. when I'm sitting there thinking, what golf project could I do during quarantine for something to do? I was looking around my piles of putters and I said, This is it. I will strip all the paint, strip the quote unquote elastomer around the insert because it was looking a little sorry. And uh, I'll repolish this thing, make it look sharp. And I'm going to paint it all the original colors I did back in the day and bring it back to sort of that original inspiration that it was. Well, as I started working on this project and. Because I'm a huge golf blog guy, huge golf blog guy. (laughs) Started post. I think I posted the first blog on it, and an old friend, going back oh seven years, let's say, give or take. uh, Charles from Spry Evolutions or at Spry Evo. You know what, Chris? We're gonna give him a shout out in the summary of this, and we'll put a link to his social medias. Um, Great. He hits me up and he's like, hey, do you you need to put a copper insert in that thing? And I go, Charles, do you remember when I reached out to you probably like six years ago and I said, hey, can you do one? And you said at the time, no, because what uh, basically you didn't have the, the calculations for it, uh, which is fine. And to, like,
1: to manufacture it, you mean? To like yeah. they like.
0: Okay. Like the is he has you know, everything has a different size pocket in these cavities and they gotta them out and you know it's more of a production than just like carve out a piece of metal and slap it in there, right? Sure. So I said that's kind of funny that here I like I would have killed for that six years ago, and now I'm like, no, no, no. The whole point of this thing is to go back to original. He says, okay, I get it. Well, you know where to find me. And within three seconds, I'm like, who am I kidding? yes, let's do this. So I go, you know what? Screw it. Worst case scenario. I go, no, no, no. I really want this thing to be my original, uh, project and bring this back to the day I did it. I can just pull, pop the insert back out and put the old one back in, send one over. And he's like, well, do you want, do you want a smooth polished one or a milled one? I'm like, ah, give me the milled one. So basically what I'm recreating is it's a studio style body, but sort of like the principle of a Teryllium, the one Tiger used in the 97 masters. And uh, yeah, so I had to, I had to get the insert totally removed, clean out the pocket so I could cleanly apply the new one in. And now you're boiling it. I, I boil. So I took the screws out <laughs> of the see. back and I couldn't remember if I ever replaced it or not in the first place. So if I did, there's a good chance it was it was epoxyed in there. Scotty Cameron uses like a just a shitty cheap double sided 3M tape to sort of hold the insert in place before you screw it in, just for a little extra security and and arguably to dampen the feel of the putter a little bit so it's not so clicky. Well, hmm. I couldn't remember I couldn't remember how I did that it, or if I did that, and it was possible it was glue, so that. <laughs> Or it could have just been like a dab of caulk because I knew that would do the trick, but it also wouldn't be super difficult to break down in the future. Worst case, the problem is I already did all the polishing work. I already did all the paint work by the time I put this insert in. Well, you start torch using a torch to break that epoxy bond, whatever. That's going to ruin your paint. Yeah, You're screw up everything else. You right? could torch your putter, which would be bad in this case. So I went, ah, the old boiling water trick, which is how I, how I learned to remove Odyssey inserts from none other than Charles of Spry Evolutions, a.k.a. Spry, Spry Evo. Uh, but yeah, just boil it. It'll With enough time and that heat, it'll loosen up any epoxy and you can just pry it off. What I did find out so- it didn't take that much. I I just cocked it in and apparently did replace it at some point, so got nice and hot and I could just stick a little metal pick through the hole of the screw and poke the insert off. So
1: what's the significance of the insert? So you swap one insert for another besides like a look, you said it, it'll, it changes the sound and the feel of it. Is that why you did it? Or is it just purely aesthetics?
0: Well, I, I mean, I did it. I did it for fun. Let's be clear. I want, I'm not <laughs> going to game this putter. It, it's more of a, and it's just not for me. I After I, I remember when I first did it, I'm like, okay, cool. Let me try putting with it. I'm like, I hate this putter. It sucks. <laughs> uh, which is funny because growing up with the studio style, I every time I went to a golf shop, I'd putt with one I'm like, man, these are awesome, but wasn't in the cards to ever get one. Fast forward, times have changed. i like, I don't like this putter that much, plane-wise. So this insert well one the other one's like super light milled this one's a little deeper i wouldn't tell you it's quite deep milled but it's also heavier and just being a different metal it feels different okay so to the point okay i finished it rolled a few putts with it it feels a lot better it sounds a lot better it is a little metallic ticky but a little more clicky as they would say it's not right. bad but it it's it's probably just an you know uh enough i don't know how many because i'm not weighing it enough grams heavier to be more in line with the weights of more modern putters and when the studio style came out i want to say retail of those were 330 grams don't more whereas like now the standard for putter okay. weights is 350 to 360 grams usually just saying huge golf guy. gotta put all that weight in the back put it in the back just get it in there that's right so anyway I threw this insert in I it's I'm not saying someone went out there because other people have these inserts from him he he has developed quite a reputation over the 10 years he does cool carbon fiber I don't like formula one grade carbon fiber inserts I have I've tried them before in putters they're they're different but they're it's somewhere like between a metal face and uh like a polyurethane insert. That's the best way I could describe the feel of them, but they're, they're really cool. I I've had, I have a really cool odyssey white hot XG seven that I put a copper insert in moons ago. And it's fantastic. The guy does great work. It's cool stuff. Make yourself a, make yourself a pretty neat little putter out of, out of his stuff. I really enjoy it. All right. But needless to say, the putter is cool as shit. Um, but it'll it'll, it'll never leave the house. It'll probably let's not say never, maybe just for funsies, it'll come out, (laughs) but it won't ever come out in a sense of like, oh yeah, I got my gamer in the bag. I'm gonna put up some scores today. Yeah, except now that I've said that, it will one time and I'll have like 22 putts on the day. I'm like, nope, never mind. New gamer, (laughs) but it's cool, it's really cool. Um I love doing this kind of stuff and of course I've gotten the itch where I'm like I want to do more putter projects and I go looking. I mean you used to be able to go on eBay and you could snag a like a super cool all original Scotty Cameron oil can Newport or Newport 2 for 130 bucks and get it refinished and they'd be awesome and now it's it's like any decently cool putter the market is just outrageously expensive now so yeah
1: who knows? Can Who you knows tell the difference on uh, online when you look at those parts between a counterfeit and a legit? Probably not as well as it. I like,
0: used to be able to and definitely not okay. with the newer models. Because um, some people can be
1: like, nope, this one's fake because of this, this, this and this and this. I'm like Jesus. I would okay. tell
0: you if you try to get me on a studio style and earlier, I'd be okay. I think I could do the studio select. Okay. Studio stainless can get a little hairy, but the fact of the matter is the knockoff companies out of China have gotten so good at it. It's getting harder and harder and harder. But, uh, I used to be able to do that. Now I probably not. And the good news is I'm like, Oh, I wouldn't play a Scotty Cameron. I only use boutique names. You barely ever heard of. I'm a golf guy. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? I have people
1: sending me inserts for my projects.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, it was so fun though. I, I'm such a dork for this stuff, and I just like you really look are at, such a nerd for that. And you look at yet. your hands after wet sanding for two hours at night, and they're just stained black, and your shirts ruined, and you're like, "Why did I just do that?" And your fingers hurt like old man arthritis hurt because it's just. I mean, you're taking these little like. uh half inch by half inch squares of 800 grit to 3000 grit sandpaper. And basically it's like two rubs back and forth on stainless steel. And it's like, right, well that one's done. Get another one. It hurts after a while. Jesus. Now screw that. Well, yes, but no, that's sort of the (laughs) point. I have the time to do that now. Right. And well, you've got the passion
1: for it. It's like, it's just basically your putter projects are my bread projects. I feel the same way when my hands are all covered in dough and my shirt's got flour on it. That'll come out. Yes.
0: That'll come out. I'm a man. (laughs) By the way, I've had a lot of jokes about the sourdough, not like geared toward you or like uh, in a demeaning way, but just not PG that and not family friendly that I've chosen to not go into on this in our bread talks. But, yeah, I know what you're saying, and it is like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I would much rather have a high-end blasting cabinet and uh, grinding big grinders and polishing wheels and rock tumblers and things like that where I could do it the right way, but I don't. And given this is the first time I've, like, hand-worked on a putter in – two years I it's not worth the investment for me right but you know every now and then what it comes down to is it's not so much the labor in it is something I, I, I will be proud of but it's not like well one, I don't think I'm all of a sudden people are gonna go whoa are you Byron Morgan or Lamont man I can't tell the difference between your work like I know very well it's very much a guy who enjoys it in his garage, in his basement, who's better could probably do a better job than the average Joe, but is by no means a professional putter worker or wedge worker. Like I know, um, but I guess leaving that stamp on it is fun. It is exciting. It is rewarding. And every now and then yeah. someone likes it and goes, Hey, uh, want to do a putter for me? And I go, Nope. And I do it anyway. <laughs> it's good have- to know.
1: Because I've got an old Nike putter that I would
0: love for you to uh, put some work on. What putter is it? What model? I don't remember. I don't know. I'm not like you, man. I don't feel like asking what model a putter is that you have is an unrealistic question. Uh, Even if you're not a good guy.
1: I haven't looked at it in, I don't know, five years. I couldn't tell you back then either. I just, I liked the way it felt and the way I putted with it. So I bought it. The good news is.
0: I would and be at the a, time
1: I think I was full Nike bags. so I was like, oh, that works. Did you know Tiger Woods played Nike clubs? Did you know that? I did I heard that once. Yeah, he did. Um, but they weren't really Nike clubs. They just had the swoosh on them.
0: It depends who you talk to. Mike Taylor will tell you otherwise. But that's maybe that's that they, a whole they, episode. That they were
1: legitimate Well, they were based on maybe they were manufactured by Nike, but they were modeled after different clubs, I guess. They,
0: <laughs> they were modeled after the great 1973 Hogan Apex Irons. Do you know there who you else? Go. Do you know who else plays 1973 Hogan Apex Irons? Bill Bush of Driving Range Heroes. God damn right he does. <laughs> and on that note, because that'll be, I'm gonna leave, we're gonna leave you guys hanging on that one. Because that is going to come up in in, in a soon-to-be-released episode. Hold on to your hats for that riveting conversation about vintage 70s Hogan's. Okay,
1: yeah, we're going to get into it for
0: sure. I I apologize in advance for for that. And we'll just go. We're going to
1: go for it. Well, it'll it'll be a long it'll be like a 60 minute or two because we've got a lot to talk. about.
0: I mean, I'm looking at the box of topics and I go, you know what? Maybe we just open with some pleasantries and just get into it. Just get into it. I'll call. I'll shoot a message on Facebook to old to old drink Larry Bobka and be like, "Hey, can you come on and talk about this?" And the thing is, I think he would. That's the best part. Oh, speaking of, I'm sure those dudes would. Yeah. As I've been talking about my persimmon Facebook group and all these legends that are in it, I just found out putter make great putter maker and Scotty Cameron mentor Byron Morgan is in my persimmon group that I'm in. man. Man, damn, man. I'm keeping some great guys. I. I might actually be a real golf guy now. I'm hanging out with some big dogs. For real. They don't know who I am. <laughs> but that's- I am in the same private Facebook group as them. Just saying. That's as like that's like being Facebook official in a friend's way. <laughs> Except you're not Facebook friends, you're in the same group. You it makes sense. Right. The math, the math. How many are in out. that group? I don't know. Probably a lot. All I know is I can tag and Tad you mock Moore. mock me for not knowing my putter model.
1: You don't even know how many people are in your Facebook group.
0: But I don't need you. I know Tad Moore, Larry Bobcum, Byron Morgan, and uh, well, Flanagan. Can just name drop. <laughs> make, I can, I'm going to go look up the list and just jot down all the names of the people in there and be like, real quick, let me name drop all these people. I could. Totally how many
1: people in that group know those people?
0: Quite a few, actually. Do they? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how many people. Because like- I
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't know. I don't know any of those. I, the, all you have introduced me out
0: to all of those names. Yes, but because you are learning, Chris, to be a real golf guy, you've been a big <laughs> production guy, a big production guy for a long time. I'm the yeah. I'm the creator. You're so become no no no. <laughs> You're a production guy. Creating's part of production. It it is. Just say yes. It is, and then. When I finish your training, young Padawan, you will be a huge production and golf guy. The likes of which have never been seen is all I'm saying. Can't wait. Can't wait. That's why I say, don't worry about my website. Go check out Chris McEwen's YouTube channel at Chris McEwen. Give it a, give some subscribe, some thumbs up, some comments, do the damn thing because this guy, (laughs) this guy, huge. There's
1: a video where I interview myself, you know. That's worth going and subscribing in and of
0: itself. I did see that one. I did see it. I didn't watch it because I'm, again, I was worried (laughs) what I'd have to say to you.
1: Oh, it was so fun to make, though. Again, we talked about this before, how much effort we put into this stuff for such a little return. That was one of the most fun weekends I've ever had with myself. So to speak. (sighs)
0: Sheesh. (laughs) All right, on that note, guys, Honest to it's God, been a my, wa- my wife was
1: out of town, and I was like, you know what? I'm just you gonna go. You know, it's not it helping. You're
0: not making it better with that. <laughs> you're not making what you said any better. Uh, I'm well aware. I love you, but Chris. I'm okay I, with it. All right, I know you are. I just <laughs> don't want to do this. I don't want to do this to our five listeners. Draw your own conclusions. On that note, stay safe. Let's get on this golf course. Just behave yourself uh, until they say we don't have to so we can do it. Do the damn thing the right way. All right, everybody. Chris, it's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you later, bud. All right, man. Bye.